Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's the Men of Encouragement Podcast. And we are so glad to be here with you. Lord, you give me peace with all that restrictions. Give my life free now, no more condemnation. How about you give me joy with all that dimensions? You restored my soul now, I'm a new creation. All the bad energy. You took it away from me. I don't feel losing my mind no more. Oh no. All the bad energy. You took it away from me. I don't feel losing my mind no more. Oh no. Do I walk through the valley? I know the fear and evil. All I see is a table in the midst of the enemies. Uh, Papa, now you make me lie down. Wandering when pasture. My cup is running over in the midst of the enemies. Oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Yeah, welcome to the Men of Encouragement Podcast. Appreciate all of you that are tuning in. Hope you feel blessed this morning. Oh, my soul. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Brother Dixon. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. We we made it. We made it. <laughs> I want to just first to start off and um, just welcome everybody. It's 2024. You have just um, come into the Men of Encouragement podcast. And the Men of Encouragement podcast is your podcast, our podcast. This is a space that we share. Uh, we are men who want to uplift you. We want to uplift you. We want to encourage you. That's why we are the men of encouragement. And we pray that everybody, um, in some point, in some way, uh, something that is said, something that is um, just done throughout the podcast, whenever you listen to this, whether or not you watch this live or um, in the replay, that you are blessed, that you feel uplifted, that you feel so uh, encouraged to, to want to share this podcast. And so um, I am your host, um, Brother Q, and I have my trusty co-host and host, Brother Dixon. Brother, how are you today? Oh, I'm well. I mean, you know, uh, it's amazing that January finally got over with. There was a lot lot of stuff going on in January. But, uh, you know, as we go to a new day, when we get a new day, you yeah. know, it's definitely a, a blessing to be here today. Amen. Amen. And there's... um a lot you know that's happened in january but we uh we we counted all joy um you know there's there's a lot that's happened there's a lot that's going on i know we uh we talked a little bit about um today is also february 3rd you know we just jumped into a new month with new uh new events and things to uh have on our mind i think uh 
one of the things I wanted to just kind of have a short segment on is about Black History Month. And um, I want to ask you, what does Black History Month mean to you, Brother Dixon? Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, it wasn't something that we made. <laughs> you know, and, and then secondly, it's the shortest it's the shortest month out of all the months, you know, so it's ironic that, you know, it's something that we didn't come up with and something that they came up with. I mean, I believe every month is Black History Month, you know, every day is Black History, you know, for us, that's, it's, that's in this country, United States, you know, it, it's like our history, you know, does not get um, dealt with, shown, displayed, recognized, acknowledged and celebrated you know throughout the year you know and so uh, i just think that you know it's it's a guilt month for them you know that they get a chance to say okay we'll we'll do some of these ceremonial acknowledgments and and those type of things and i would say to those who are listening it's a good time to take advantage of them feeling guilty and and doing some things that you might want to do to take advantage of how they feel guilty. And, and I'm saying they, I'm just saying those who are not black, you know? So, uh, so yeah, it's a black history month, but you know, we, we have not had our history taught to us properly in school and education. Right. This is their, this is their education system that uh, they once said it was illegal for us to get an education. And so um, of course I'm in education and I always get disturbed behind young people not uh, taking advantage of ed education because you have to have an education in order for you to know and learn and understand their system, you know, that you're in, that you're operating in and that you have to navigate through and, and deal with how they have a disparity in every single aspect of the country, every single institution in the country, there is a dis disproportionate gap between blacks and whites. And so, yeah. um, you know, so there's a lot of work that we have to do to be educated in order for us to understand how to close that gap. Yeah. You know, I, I like what you said about, you know, we've never been educated about our history. You know, you know, my thoughts have been, um, you know, Black History Month has also and there's different perspectives. You know what I mean? Like we can look at this very, very differently and um, and all agree or, or agree to disagree. But I do believe that Black History Month has also been a way for us to just be encouraged. You know, I was thinking about like this idea of like black lives matter and stuff, you know, and how people try to hang us up on the black Lives Matter issues. And I'm like, our black lives have mattered <laughs> our, since our entire existence and black history month to me has given us an opportunity. And I, and I think about, you know, I bring this up too, cause I think about like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, black history month, cause nobody else was doing that for us. Black history month and our leaders and the people that have been overachievers in this country under all these different circumstances. Those are the people that have been able to encourage and inspire us for us to see women, black women be the first to do X, Y, and Z the first black man to do X, Y, and Z in a, in a place where we've been restricted to do things. I'm like, man, like miss me with the rhetoric of like whatever with black lives matter and black history month it's important because it's a way for us to get empowered because we're not getting it taught in our school about who we are. And, um, and so for me, um, I think it's a great time. I, I hope you celebrate. I hope you get out. I hope you go to the, you know, the parade, get you popcorn, um, get lost in the, you know, get lost in the parade and the fun and the, you know, the marching bands and, and enjoy it and turn the music up. We got a lot of things in this culture and this community, in this society that, you know, that have come from black culture, come from a lot of things that out of scarcity, um, and, a, and a lot of stuff, things that have come out of, of, of hate, 
beautiful things out of this country that it came from black folks. And so we should celebrate it and um, and celebrate one another as well. Um, Brother Dix, you know, I'm I'm repping. Uh, I'm always repping my squad. See me? I got my charger. You know, say I'm doing doing me. But as you know, the charger is not going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, I am I am happy about Harbaugh getting uh, you know, Harbaugh getting the job because you know leadership. When we talk about on men of encouragement, we really lean into men and uh, men being leaders. Um, I don't have a dog in the fight, and I don't think you do as well. But do you have mm -hmm. a do you have a pick in the Super Bowl this year? Wow, I mean it's a it's a, a rematch Super Bowl. You know they they played in the Super Bowl before with uh, San with um, uh, Kansas City winning. Um, you know you know it's a storyline definitely for this Super Bowl with uh, you know a second year quarterback at, at San Francisco trying to pull off a Super Bowl and be pretty young doing it, and uh, with a lot of controversy surrounding him. And I think people forget that just just his second year. I don't know what people want to say about him. You know, I mean, he he has done nothing but just get his team to the Super Bowl, and then of course you have Patrick Mahomes, and um, so. With, if he pulls off another Super Bowl right now within the first six years that he's been in the league, you know, he's right there with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, so so you got a lot of, a lot of storylines uh, that they'll be talking about and going with. And so it's, it's going to be a very um, good Super Bowl to take a look at because there's a lot of contrasting things, you know, over on one side. You have McCaffrey, you know, uh, that uh, if he gets going, I know it's going to be a long day. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, you know, and so, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how their defense plays in this game. Their defense has done a stellar job. They've been two times on the road against Buffalo and, yeah. and, and with, uh, and with the, the Ravens, uh, they traveled to, to get here this year, which was unlike what they've ever done before. Usually they've had home, home court advantage, home field advantage. And so they've been able to stay at home and win those games, but it was quite impressive. They didn't have a great year. You know, and here, here, here they are right now, finding themselves in the Super Bowl. So, amen. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. Super Bowl season is kind of cool. Like the football season's about over. It's a good celebration. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what Usher does. Um, but what I want to do now, um, because you know, it's a bit of encouragement podcast again, and um, we come, uh, we come to you know talk about some things that you may not be talking about. You might be feeling. You might be thinking subconsciously, unconsciously. Um, and tonight, today, our show today is called, I love you, bro. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, it's so simple, man. We, um, you know, this, so again, we are, you know, we are men's ministry, um, and we are just, you know, children, of, children of the most high God, but we want to encourage men. We want to encourage men and women. Um, but this topic around, I love you, bro. Men have, um, you know, some reluctance in expressing our feelings, especially to one another as men, because of, you know, um, societal stereotypes or, or just confinement of, you know, all these ideas. If we're if we're too sensitive or if we're too compassionate, um, we can't to our, you know, oftentimes to, you know, to our friends and to people that have actually been, you know, pillars in our life to help us. We have this hard time of being able to say, I love you, especially during a time of need and gratitude. You know, someone's done something for you. So, you know, that meant so much to you. And there's this part of us that's um, really, you know, really just 
you know, wrestling with being able to say, I love you, you know? And so we, um, we, as men, I don't care how old you are. If it doesn't roll off your tongue, this show's for you. <laughs> we hope to, we hope to, uh, <laughs> we hope, we, we hope to encourage you. We are supposed to be the ambassadors of love. You know what I mean? And it ain't always about romantic. We got to get out of these sort of things. And so, um, Brother Dix, I want to I want to pass it. You know, I want to pass it to you as we always do um, this. Again, we're going to go into um, just talking about love. But I want to know. What does the word say, Brother Dixon, when, it, when we talk about this topic about loving one another? I, I, I want to kind of piggyback off of some things that you've said that I think is very important as we dive into the subject. Um, and, and that's perspective. Uh, about um, what men, and you said emotions, men don't want to express their emotions. Men do express their emotions. They don't necessarily express certain kind of emotions. And so you really are talking about <clears throat> the kind of express uh, emotions that, that men don't seem to express. Now, there's some other emotions that men express that are not really negative emotions, you know, because there's positive emotions and there's negative emotions. And uh, like such as anger, you know, men express anger real well they they express you know some of those things they have to deal with it makes it look like they're tough and they're rough and and and, and then we're talking about that whole word that that bad word masculinity you yeah. know and then and then people are putting toxic in front of it nowadays you know toxic masculinity and so now all of a sudden everything is being defined by the world you know the world's perspective you know and everyone is learning from the world from the world yeah. and so you asked, okay, what does the word say? You know, you also said that we're ambassadors. Men are supposed to be ambassadors for love. And so not too many men <clears throat> would know that the word says that they, they are ambassadors uh, for love. And so uh, we will talk about the scripture that really signifies that. So um, what the word says, and, and, um, and, and I wanted to use um, Proverbs 19.22, as a base scripture for the day. And I wanted to read it out of the NIV uh, version. And it says what a person, and, 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 and we're talking about a person means all people. It doesn't matter who it is. That means male and female. So everybody. So what everybody desires is unfailing love. So first and foremost, men desire to be loved. Okay, there's a desire. God has put in us a desire to be loved. You know, God is love. God can't do anything but love. So God wants us to be like him. So God wants us to be like him. He is love. And so he wants us to be loved. And yeah. since he made Adam first, he made him to be the first one to love. Man is the first one to love. And so love is supposed to come from a man. You just say the ambassador man. You know, we have the scriptures in Ephesians that says that man is supposed to love his wife like Christ loves the church. So we're supposed to be like God and Jesus is God in the flesh. We're supposed to be like him and love like him. And then, of course, we need help to do that. And we'll get into that because we need the power of the Holy Spirit because we can't naturally do that. But, you know, our natural power don't get us anywhere until people. And I don't know how many people on this call. Uh like supernatural power over natural power. But if you like, if you like supernatural power, then that can give you some help and give you the boost that you need to be able to love. So love is something that, you know, comes from God. And so now we have to go to God to get it 
in order for us to do it. That's just like forgiveness. You know, we cannot naturally forgive. Yeah. You have to be supernatural for us to forgive. You know, and so as you said about rolling off your tongue, you know, it, you know, a lot of times people ain't thinking about it. They're not practicing it. They're not doing things that allow them to be in the habit of doing it. So I would say many men are not in the habit <laughs> of saying I love you because it's, it's something that they have learned in society. And so when you draw near to Christ, then you're going to get very close to being loving, you know, because he is love. So I'll just start off like that. You know, I have much more to say after that, but I'll turn it back to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so practice, right? Like we are, you know, I think a lot of times we take the word and then we got to apply the word, you know, and that's why I love that you are, um, you know, on this podcast because you do a really good job to articulate um, the word and, and foundationally so that, you know, we're not off in outer space with it. But so I, I, I try to bring the practical side and I'm thinking about like how often um, we may only feel that loving feeling is in crisis. Right. It's in crisis. If someone has lost, you know, lost a loved one and um, and there's that moment. And then sometimes you're in that moment and you are you're bound by pride. You're bound by this world where that person is going through it and you you see them going through it and you feel for them. And, and man, I just think it's gonna be a super powerful moment for you to tell your brother and share an experience with your brother. I love you, bro. I know this is hard, but I, I love you. And I think that that's what I wanted to, you know, really wanna overcome that moment, these moments, these this pride that is inside of us that will keep us from letting letting our friend, our brother that we went to war with, that that friend we used to that we grew up with back when you had hair, <laughs> before you had kids, um, the one you used to party with, you know what I mean? Whoever it was that you that you that you loved them, right? But in in the crisis moment, but I'm want us to be love, you know. God wants us to be not just me. And I'm here to just I pray that we will get to a point where we can just be free and, and love on those all around us. Right. The, the ones who were friend, friends and the ones who were unfriendly. Amen. And so I'm looking at I'm looking at are you in a position in your faith and in your growth and maturity of understanding what love is to God and how God wants us to love to not have to wait until the crisis moment. And even those times when the crisis moments come, you know. Are you slow to speak up and and the power that that, that that does in order to uplift that person in order to give that person some like what this podcast is called some encouragement i love you bro don't don't quit you know what i mean i love you don't i don't want to see you go through this you know this uh you know the trauma that you go through if you um i'm gonna use this this just came to me if you're cheating on your wife i don't want that for you because i love you you know I love you, bro. Like, you know, to stop drinking. I don't want this to happen to you. You know what I mean? What's happening to you? I see this. I've been with you for a long time and, I, and I'm seeing this pattern and I'm like, I love you. And even that, just in a moment, like, man, this is my boy. He just told me I love you. He ain't never talked like, and I'm like, yeah, I love you. And, and mean it though, too. You know what I'm saying? And mean it. Well, you know, 
I, I hope this podcast give people an opportunity to to think about it and to be, begin to start building upon it and preparing for it. Because I, it's like you said, you said it don't roll right off your tongue. So I don't expect for anyone overnight, you know, and, short, and some people will, you know, because you have some people who are more spontaneous than others. And like you said, you have to really truly mean it. But people are not in the habit. And I'll just say men are not in the habit of doing that. And uh, a lot of and there's a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, first and foremost, you know, I, I would ask all the men how many of their fathers told them that that he loved them. OK, because that's where it starts at first. You know, did, did, did your father tell you that he loved you? You know, because oftentimes, you know, your father not telling you that he loved you, um, it carries on with you not turning around and being able to say that you love you know, maybe your son or your grandson or, or any other man, period. Okay. So that's first and foremost. And so, and then secondly, once again, the world, you know, because, you know, what it means to you based upon the world, you know, a lot of times, you know, that type of sentiment may mean that you're weak or you're soft or, um, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, Jay the Jay the gay community or anything like that. But sometimes people may think you're gay or, you know, and not to say that you saying that means that you are. And so now you have that confusion going on also. So, you know, sometimes people may not want it's yes, it's pride too. But yeah. Sometimes people may not want you to think something that they not or they are or what have you also, you know, so it's it's been a symbolism that people have created in their mind and the world has given to them, you know, that's really false. That's really false. And so until you come to the knowledge of the truth and like you say, be free to, to express, you know, love because love really, once again, is supposed to be coming from a man. So a man is supposed to, you know, it doesn't say for a woman or a wife to love a man like Christ loved the church. No, it says for a husband, so if there's no love in the household, it's because of the man. Mm. It's because of the man, because the man is the one that's supposed to permeate love in the household. You know, a woman generally loves, you know, she don't have no problem with loving. She has a problem with submitting and respecting you because you ain't loving. <laughs> you know, you're talking agape love too, brother. So like not the love that's like, I did this for you. Do something back for me, love. It's mm -hmm. just the love in spite of yourself. Now, I want to say, like, you know, this love that we're talking about, I feel like if we don't make a point, like, you think that you can just go around and just, like, like huff it up out of yourself, meaning, like, you can just love everybody, you know, out of your own being. And I, and I will encourage you, if you are listening to this podcast as a believer in God and a follower of Jesus Christ, is to always reflect on the, the love that God has for you. Mm -hmm. Like in, in this endless love. <laughs> and I oh, wish yeah. I had that segment with that song, Endless Love. So when you think about how God, how much God sacrificed and how much he's forgiven and, and given you grace and mercy and love on your life for salvation and for eternity, right? And the favor that you do not deserve. And you think about that kind of love that you have and then come out of that place to want to love out of that place, that that will help you propel you. That'll make it a little easier to let it roll off your tongue. But oftentimes we're not really thinking about our blessings, right? We're thinking about whatever the circumstances are, feelings and emotions and those things. And so just know this, God loves you so much. 
if you haven't got there yet. God yeah. loves you so much. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and that alone, that alone, that alone, if you really believe it and hold on to it and allow yourself to get intimate and emotional and 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 connected with that, that will help help you help us one another in our communities to be able to uh, express express love and be do acts of love as well. Well, here's a scripture to go with what you just said. Amen. And that's found in John 13, 34 through 35. And Jesus is talking. And um, Jesus said, new commandment. Now, now that means that if he's talking about a new commandment before he came and became flesh and blood, you have all the old commandments. Right. <laughs> okay. So Jesus is saying there's a new commandment. So now what kind of new commandment is he coming up with when there's always been the old commandments? Because in the old commandment, it says to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And basically your neighbor is one another. But Jesus came along and said, I got a new commandment. And it's going to be very interesting to see, well, what's the difference with his new commandment versus the old commandment? Well, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. I need to have you love one another just as I have loved you. So now you have to deal with how much has he loved you? Yeah. Because if you don't believe that he loves you, then how are you going to love somebody else? And he's saying that I need to have you love others based upon how much I love you, that you also will love one another. And he says, by this, all people would know that you're my disciples. You trying to make me throw my microphone. You trying to make, you trying to make me throw my microphone across the room. <laughs> I'm just, I hope you just rewind right now because it's, it's, it was really plain. I mean, this is the beauty about you being in education and, and being in love with God and the word. You make it so plain. So play it back. <laughs> play it back. He just told us about this love relationship with God. Yo, like, come on now. Like, this ain't this ain't a feeling and an emotion thing. This is real. Like, this is something we got to get that get this word. He's telling talking about we got to deal with our love relationship with God. Like, man, if you don't like keep on going, I'm gonna throw my mic though. I need I need another mic, not my mic, because I don't need I don't want my mic to break. But I need somebody else's mic to throw. But go on though. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, uh, and 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 here's the thing: most people are questioning God's love for them. They question Jesus' love for them. If the truth be told, you have doubts. And, and many times, that's the reason why, you know, as a Christian, you know, we're told we're supposed, supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. And when people walk by sight, then they question God's love. Now, what sight? What you see, what you go through, what your situations are, what your circumstances are. Yeah. You equate those to whether God loves you or not. If you get sick. If you have illness, if you have disease, if you have death, if, if you know you have troubles, you have problems, you know, you, you, you feel depressed. If you're going through this, if you're going through that, if you witness what's going on in the world, if you see wars, if you see all these things going on, you're questioning God's love. Yeah. And, and what I say to people on that is that God, God did not promise that you wasn't going to go through stuff. Hey. You did not promise that you wouldn't have trouble. 
He did not promise that you would not get sick. He did not promise that you would not have illness. He did not promise that you would not have disease. He did not promise that you wouldn't have downs. He did not promise that you ain't going to die or somebody else ain't going to die. He never promised any of those things. Okay. What he did promise is like the three boys that went into the fire. He didn't take away the fire. He got in the fire with them. Hey. <laughs> okay. He he didn't he didn't take away the lions that Daniel went into the den with. <laughs> he got in the den with them. <laughs> Won't he do it? So so let me just pause because some of y'all like you hurting, but you didn't feel him. I, I heard you and I felt you, brother Dixon. I love this podcast. I love this podcast. Men have been I'm encouraged. I get on this podcast to get encouraged. You know, church is tomorrow, but we have church when we just like this is the word of God. So God gets into the trouble that you were in. There you go. You on drugs. He's in he's in that as well. Yes. Right. You in the strip club trying to figure yourself out like he's there as well. He's there. You know what I mean, he's trying to snatch you out of these things. He's in every place. We think we yes. can hide in all these places, but he's in everything. So when it's when it's hot and you don't know what to do, where to go, who to call, he's right there. And he's we right just there. need to get to a point in our relationship and trust in God that we can just call on the name of Jesus. This Amen. is the Men of Encouragement podcast. I'm fired Amen. up, yo. Amen. I love Amen. God. I'm talking to you right now about the Men of Encouragement. And we want to get to a point where it's like, I love you, bro. Because Amen. God is so good. I was in the fire. Amen. I was in there with the lions. Amen. I used to run the street. I used to gangbang. I almost Amen. died. I went to prison. I went through all these different things. But you know what? <laughs> God was with me and he brought me through. <laughs> Amen. 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 You know, and, and I think it's in 2 Corinthians 1 when he says that the same comfort that he comforted you with, <laughs> you're supposed to turn around and comfort others with yeah. the same comfort. Yeah. So, so when he loves you, <laughs> you are supposed to turn around and love others. Love your bro with the same love that he gave you. Now, if you don't believe that he loves you and you want to complain about what you're going through and everything else, and which, you know, the Bible says that what you're going through, your affliction is temporary. What you see is temporary. But what's unseen, which is from heaven, is eternal. Yeah. This is a very short, quick period of life. But eternity is a long, long time, you know. So, you know, we, we, we have an issue, especially with men. It's very difficult to be a man because, you know, we, we, uh, we, we don't, number one, admit that we need help. You know, we don't, we don't admit we need help. You know, God, right in the beginning of the garden, told Adam, you need help. You need help. You know, you need help. And then Jesus, when he left the disciples, he told him that I'm going to send you the help. You know, so so we need help. So we won't we don't we don't tell the truth about that. We need help. And then the other thing that we don't do is admit being wrong. You know, first thing Adam did when when God asked him about his situation, the first thing he did, he said, you know, well, it's your fault and it's her fault. You know, this woman that you gave me. OK, so he has the first thing he said, this woman that you gave me, he you know, we don't admit when we're wrong. You know, I always wonder what would happen if Adam said, you know, my bad, my bad guy, you know, I, I, I did it. You know, yeah, I, I messed up. I know I'm responsible. You know, it, it, it was all on me, you know, so we need to confess. Yeah, We need yeah. to confess. And so we're not good at confessing. So so that make that makes it difficult for men to do to other men when they don't have their stuff together, first of all, with God for them to be transferable to other men. You know, you have to. That's why Jesus says to do as I have done to you. 
And so I always say, well, what has Jesus done for you? You don't have no testimonies about what Jesus has done for you or you don't believe him. You don't trust him. You say, hey, you know what? I'm always sick. I always have issues. I, I can't get a job. I'm not working. You know, uh, you know, my I, I can't see my kids. Uh, you know, I got these problems with these women. And, you know, you're dealing with all the problems and all the troubles. And Jesus says in John 16, 33, he said, in this world, you're going to be having trouble. You're going to have trouble. He said, but if you get in me, you'll have peace. Yeah. See, he promised peace. And he says, and, and, and your peace is going to be based upon what you know, not how you feel. Because when you know something, you will feel a certain way. So he says, this is based upon, you know, he said, know that I have overcome the world for you. Yeah. I've gone through everything that you're getting ready to go through. You can't say, I don't know how you feel. You can't, you, you can't even dare bring that up that he don't know how you feel, <laughs> you know, and then he sees you. He sees what you're going through. Like I said, he, he didn't stop you going, going through it. He get in there with you, his presence. You have to practice his presence. Most people think, well, he has, he has left me. He has forsaken me. He's not with me. No, that's no true. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, scriptures and Psalms say, you know, if you try to go in the air, he's there. If you try to hide somewhere in the world, he's there. If you try to go under the ground and go somewhere, he's there. Yeah. You know, so he's everywhere. That's why they call him omnipresent. And he's undefeated. Because yeah. he's always everywhere, you know, so. So if you don't practice his presence, then you don't believe he's there when you're going through what you're going through. I mean, yeah. Job is a perfect yeah. example of that. You yeah. know, he was there the whole time. You know, he allowed what happened to Job to happen to Job. You know, sometimes you got to ask yourself, okay, God, okay, what, what kind of lesson are you letting me go through right now for, for this to be happening while you're watching this go on, while you're allowing this to happen? Because what happened to Job, he allowed to happen. He gave permission. Now, now keep in mind, you know, he had a restraining order on the on the devil because the devil would have gotten to him a whole lot sooner if he could have. But there was a restraining order. You say you can't do this. You can't do that. You know, because he said the devil said, well, I would have done all of this if you didn't have him all covered like he got him covered. Yeah. And then God said, OK, I'll, I'll, look, I'll go ahead and let you at him. But, you know, I'm going to still give you some restraints. You know, I'm only going to let the leash go so far that what you can do to him. And just like every one of us, anytime anything that comes against us, God had to allow it to happen. And if he allowed it to happen, you need to be asking yourself, OK, what is it that he is getting trying to get me to learn? And how is he trying to get me to grow? That's it. That people learning and growing, learning and growing, because you cannot get in through this life. You cannot get through this life. Nobody. I don't care how much money you're making, how good your credit score is without having to go through some things i want to say the human perspective messes you up we got to get a god perspective you got to read your bible right like you talking job you talking these things i'm like i get it i, I speak that I, I speak the book of, of psalms you know what i mean i speak the book of proverbs mm -hmm. you got a human perspective because that's that's where we find ourselves in our emotions and so we have to get out of that and throw it away throw away get a kingdom mindset because what happens, though, is that we are hurting, man. This is why sometimes we are not really easy to quickly to love. It's because you're hurting. Bro, you got your feelings hurt. Whether it be moms, dad, no dad, no mom, the, the passing of grandmother, whoever, whatever the situa situation might be. Let me add this. God heals the brokenhearted. We, we don't talk about that space. We don't talk about the part that when we're making mistakes repeatedly, 
and how we're hurting, even those mistakes that we, I just use mistakes and I can transfer that on Sunday and call it sin, right? And so I'm saying that to say, we got to deal with the stuff that's in our heart because we so like, so bound by um, our own, our own perspective, this the, a worldly perspective, how you look like, how everybody else has perceived you, right? And so when we can get free out of that and get a kingdom mind and perspective, um, I like what you said about um, being able to transfer, you know, transfer the love, right? To, to our brethren. Mm-hmm. I also believe like, you know, men, we having a hard time with our wives listening and we having a hard time with our kids, like communicating and communicating with our wives. They're different. We've got different neurons and things of how we work, but you know what? He said he would give you peace, right? In him, he'll give you peace. And so I say this to say that when we, we are hurting, so God help me with where I'm hurting. The things that I have just been burying in my mind and heart, especially as black men, that's what we've been. That's we are trained to bury these things. And so getting free from those things so that you can be free to be able to actually listen with empathy. Right. Want to do, you know, in love. And it's a part of us that's still hurting when you're when you're having these quarrels, you know, in your in your personal life, especially in the marriage relationship. In the love of God loving God and seeing how God loves you and getting out of this human perspective of yourself or what you see in the mirror and allowing that love of God to love on in you so that it can transform into your house. And therefore you are, you are the leader. Don't wait for her to do something. You want her to do something, to change something, change you, throw away the, throw away the worldly perspective of yourself, of your past, whatever you think your highs and lows are. Get that kingdom perspective. Know that you have been saved by and, and grace. Think about the grace that's on your life. Sometimes we don't really sit and think like, man, what I've been through and what God has, you know, brought me through. And understand it. Understand the grace and mercy that's been on your life. Help you get out of this. Help you get out of the hurt and the pain. I understand, brothers. I've been through things. I'm going through some things. Mm-hmm. I refuse. Mm-hmm. But I'm at that point now. Mm-hmm. I'm at that point of that learning and growing. He just said, I'm at that point as I'm going through it. I'm like, Oh Lord, what you trying to do right now? Mm-hmm. Let me submit myself to you in this moment. Even though I'm going through this thing, you said, I'm gonna go through trouble and I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. I'm going through it. And when I, when I share what I'm going through, you're going to be like, Q was really about that life. <laughs> and when I mean the life, I'm talking about this life. I'm trying to give my life to God and everything. And you know, what's hard is it's hard to love people when you have, you know, you bottled up unforgiveness in your heart and we know how to be angry. We know how to like separate ourselves and distance ourselves and isolate ourselves. That's not of God. Come on, brothers. That's not of God. And, and so when you wonder why your relationships, you know, you know, you feeling pulled and you, you're feeling like you're, you're not um, able to just be yourself all to yourself. That's not what God wants us to be. We got some stuff that we need to unpack and give it to the father, put it at the altar, ask other brothers to pray for you, right? Ask other brothers to pray for you, have people to walk alongside with you, right? Especially, especially depending on where you're at. You know, Brother Dixon got the scripture like he can go like bang, bang, bang with the scripture. You just got to make sure that you are willing to submit, willing Amen. to submit to God. Amen. And all this Amen. stuff will come, all these, all these truths will come and come to reality for yourself. You know, uh, Proverbs 27 and 17, uh, it's a famous, famous scripture. It says men are, are to sharpen each other, Man. men sharpen each other. It said for, it's, it's biblical for men to sharpen one another. So we're supposed to sharpen one another. But the thing that you are constantly bringing up that's so important is that it's very difficult to do for others when you're not done. 
And so now you'll never ever be done. So let me tell you that first and foremost, you'll never ever be done. So you got to deal with while you're undone, how are you going to do the work while you're still undone? So none of us is done. So don't think that Q and me are talking to you because we're done. No, we're still work in progress. So we're all going to be a work in progress. So so here's the thing. I always use the, uh, the airplane analogy. They tell you, everybody always have to go through all the, the, the instructions at the beginning and everything else like that that most people don't pay attention to anymore because, you know, they've been flying so much. But, but one thing everybody knows that everyone has heard them say, that if we lose oxygen, <laughs> they say the mask is going to drop. <laughs> and they tell you that you need to put yours on first. <laughs> before you can think about putting it on somebody else okay and that's how it is for us men in life we have not put our oxygen mask on first and our oxygen mask is the holy spirit the power of, of god blowing the breath into us giving us breath giving us life in order for us to have the life to be able to love other people our biggest issue is that while we are hurting, we're going through pain, we're, we have all our issues, we're hiding, we, we, we don't want nobody to see us, they, we don't want anybody to know what we're going through, we don't want to be around nobody and things like that. Once again, God is right there while you're going through all of that and you're not giving him no attention. You're not paying attention to him at all and all he's doing is just sitting there waiting for you because he's a gentleman. He's not going to interfere with your will. You can you can do what you want to do, and he is not going to stop you from doing it. But if you stop and say, uh, uh, God, I need help, because, you know, see, we got a lot of pride for asking for help. You know, mm -hmm. we don't want to say we need help. You know, I got this. No, you don't got this. You know, you you know, you're in a mess, you know, and you don't want nobody to know you're in a mess. And you're in such a mess. You don't want nobody to see you in a mess. And so you don't come out. You don't want to go around. And so we are all in a mess everybody got issues you're not by yourself everybody everybody that's listening to this and everybody who's not listening to this got issues so we are all united and having issues if we didn't have issues we wouldn't need jesus <laughs> so everybody needs jesus those who have received them and those who haven't received them but he came to die for everybody you know whether you want him or not he died for you he paid the penalty. He paid the price for you. And he knows what you're going through because he went through it to go to the cross for you and I and for us to be able to turn to him and get the help that we need in order for us to proceed. The order is God sent Jesus. So God is the head of Jesus. He is the source of Jesus. Jesus came to be the source of the man. He is the head of the man. And so now the man is the source of the woman because woman came out of man. So man is her source. And so we are the source of love to her. You're saying that if you have problems and issues and things like that inside the household, it's because we're not loving. If, if we're in a loving situation, we can love a woman out of any kind of situation that she's in. You know, that's how strong love is because it's supernatural. If we're loving like Christ loves the church, that's supernatural. So it means that he's going to be there to assist us and he's going to take care of it. You can't be trying to be prideful and thinking that you did something until you realize that it is him doing it. See, we are branches. 
You know, I need to have everybody say they're a branch because Jesus, because Jesus is the vine. <laughs> okay, so if the branch is separated from the vine, <laughs> you can't grow. You can't bear fruit. That's right. Okay, so we have to get to our source, which men, our source is Jesus. Women skip past us to go to Jesus because the source ain't taking care of the source's business. And women are good for doing that. If a man ain't stepping up, they'll step up. <laughs> they'll do whatever needs to be done. Okay. But yeah. the man is in a position where he's supposed to lead. And so he has to be getting that love in order for him to love other brothers. And and that love doesn't always need to come from a woman. And that's why we had this show today, you know, this the, the podcast today. Um, it is called I Love You Bro. Right. So that means we can love on one another in a way that isn't um necessarily romantic. But I wanna I wanna call out to the man to check on your brother. Uh, check on your brother, um, check on your friend, check on your neighbor, check on your sister, right? Check on your community folks, you know, check on that coworker, check on somebody you really may not be close to, but you got the love of God in you. You ain't got to be that close to him, but check on him, you know, check on him. And, and that is an act of, I love you, bro. Yeah, I love you. So I'm, so I'm just checking on you. You may not even have to use my words. You just merely just checking and inquiring in a very intentional way, meaning you take out your motivation out. You know, God, what would, how would you want me to approach this person? Be very humble. Be very humble in your approach and be very intentional to connect and watch these things. Everybody, men and women, we got pride. We got all these barriers up between what our stuff is, what you think of me. Right. And then what I'm trying to do, there's all these things that are going against us. And I want to just just remind us to check on one another. And in that act, because this is the acts of love. Right. How you, God said, you, you say to me that you love me. Right. You know, off your lips, but your heart is far from me. So I'm saying to you, just start with a little bit, this little bit, just checking on them. Because right now there are so many people that you see operating in their world and, and going through their life. And it's seeming like they're doing well and seeming like, you know, things are going going great. But nobody's really asked them the, you know, that penetrating question of how are you really doing? But be willing to listen and not be so much to have something to say. Um, you have to believe that everybody got issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to believe everybody got issues. I don't care who they are. Everybody got issues. Yeah, but do what he said already, but you got to deal with yourself. And then also, too, like, it's a God thing. We just, I just say to just ask. You know what I mean? Just check on them. You ain't got to go and try to fix them because God's going to fix them. But I'm saying let's be, let's be a community. Let's be a people who is looking to love like Christ loves us by just checking on them and also just expressing it when you get the chance. And I know we all got a chance today to tell somebody that we love, tell somebody that we, um, you know, that we forgive them or I'm sorry <laughs> is another way to say, you know, I love you is admitting those things. Um, but I definitely want you to um, hopefully us, us all to put some action into this. Um, this has been this has been so good, man. We um, we got an event coming up and I'm um, I'm going to put it up on the screen and I'm going to pass the mic. Um, Brother Dixon, can you let the folks know about the father-daughter breakfast? 
Oh, here's another example of love and, and love coming out of the household, you know, from fathers, you know, and, 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 and especially to our daughters. Oh, my goodness. You know, and and not only to just our daughters, but to any woman, period. Of course, you know, our wife is the greatest um, love that we're supposed to be demonstrating. But, you know, love needs to come from a man once again. And, you know, when a man, when a father loves his daughter, then that shields her from being taken advantage of and falling into the hands of, of deceivious and, and, and trickful men. You know, we didn't talk about how men do a lot of saying they love to women, you know, in a in a deceitful, you know, uh, taking advantage of kind of way. You know, they'll love to say, if you love me, you'll do this. And if you love me, you'll do that, you know. And so, you know, the more that a, that a father can spend time loving his daughter, you know, that, that shields her from 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 those type of attacks that's going to be coming from wolves and, in, 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 you know, in sheep clothing. And so we have an event that we have been um, doing for, you know, since we came back from COVID, the father daughter breakfast, where all the fathers uh, were asking you to to bring your daughters you know, and if you don't have a daughter, you know, maybe you have a granddaughter, maybe you have a niece, uh, maybe you have uh, a neighbor, you know, or, or even your daughter may have a friend or, or a girlfriend or someone like that. You know, you can bring her too. you know, so, you know, uh, or you may have a special because everyone has a father or had a father. And so any woman that you possibly know uh, is eligible to come. So you're not restricted, you know. So if somebody who you haven't sat down and had breakfast with, you know, that's fine. Come and come and bring her. You know, so we, we want all men to feel comfortable. Um, it's coming up very quickly. It's the day before the Super Bowl on the 10th. That's Saturday. You know, it's kind of like a prelude to Valentine's uh, also. And, um, you know, and, and then I'm not going to talk about I'm not. I'll let Q talk about the food, you know, because he'd love to talk about the menu. That's going to be. I, I haven't even you. got to the food. I haven't even got, I got to you. The I might care like pass them pass me that mic. So listen, Father Daughter Breakfast is actually next Saturday. Let's be real. <laughs> it's next Saturday. Get your tickets. They're online. They're only ten dollars. Um, if you got you know, um, if you got kids from different different women, get all your kids and come. You know what I mean? All y'all can come wear your little jerseys. You know what I mean? Uh, do everything that you can to be here. This is such a wonderful space to be able to celebrate the love of a father and daughter. And the breakfast is only 10 bucks. The breakfast, I'm telling we're going to be having some shrimp and grits. We're going to be having um, biscuits that are delicious. This is not your, you know, you think that sometimes you go to them and, you know, no offense, because I know I shouldn't say this, but. This ain't your average church breakfast. Let me just say that. This ain't like that continental breakfast when you check in into a hotel and you go to see what the free breakfast is. This ain't that. The sister that is preparing this food, this is her love. You know, this is how she's she's she has been doing this for us for the last few years and it does this in a big way. And we appreciate appreciate her. So when there's love in the food, you're going to taste that. You're going to feel that. And with your with your family being there, it's just a wonderful time. We're going to get encouraged. Uh, there'll be music. And there'll be an opportunity to take a picture with your with your daughter. Um, and we just really hope that if you're in a position as an uncle and there's some there's some young, you know, there's a there's a woman that's a young girl that doesn't have a father that you would bring her. Right. We're trying to make this as inclusive as we can. There are scenarios that I can't think of off the top of my head, but, you know, who those th what that situation is. So come the father daughter breakfast is February 10th. 
It's going to be at the North Campus, um, the North Campus location for Mount Olivet. And um, we're excited that we're going to also be able to have um, our guest speaker be Pastor Wendell. Uh, he's He gave a wonderful word last year of encouragement. But just come. It's only going to be for a couple hours. And you're going to eat breakfast anyway. But now just go on and bring your kids and make it a, make it an event. And, and let's celebrate together. Amen. 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 And then um, we're going to be getting out. And I want to make sure that everybody knows um, how to get with us. We are on all the social media platforms. Uh, we are on Instagram at men underscore of encouragement. Um, be sure to follow us there. And we're also, as you see, we're on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for everybody who is already following and watching this Facebook and YouTube. We shout you out. Thank you very much. Um, and then also too, just, you know, stay tuned with us as more is to come. This podcast today again was, I love you, bro. And we want to, I know I, when I say we, I, I talk, brother Dixon really loves, um, loves you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and he loves you should see this man like we are so we're so fortunate to have him be a um a man that's in our community and i pray that we can find other men like brother dixon in other parts of the country and of the world who want to share the world infectiously enthusiastically mm -hmm. I, I i hope that you get a chance to learn about him more because some people haven't really come to god yet because they haven't seen the enthusiasm of the holy spirit that's like permeating in a person when they read the word and teach the word and his teeth get all bright and his face gets all shiny and everything and so mm -hmm. when you when you have um when you have that you know that level of teaching and and love for god it's it's kind of hard to like not think about this um this love that that you can have inside of you to love others so uh to me my my last word again and i'll let and i'll let you close this out um is is to deal with your stuff so that you can love like nobody else and nobody else is god right deal with your stuff and check on your peoples you know what i mean check on your peoples and deal with your stuff and so that way you can love freely and not be bound by whatever it is that has you bound and i and that's my prayer for all of us even for myself any last words you said that, you know, for for us to get out of bondage, I think many men are in bondage. And so now when you're in bondage, you find yourself not being prepared or able to to do the loving that God wants you to do. God is saying, turn all your cares. He said, cast your cares on him. So now he will take care of you and your issues. And he will bless you to be able to take care of the issues of your brothers and you and, and everyone else that you need to be loving. You paralyze yourself to not love other people because you are going through yourself. You need to undo what you're going through by casting it on God. He says to cast it. You told it's pride. If you don't cast what you got going on, on him, that's pride. You have to humble yourself to submit yourself to him in order for you to receive the grace that he wants to give you to cast on others. So while you're trying to cast on others, if you're showing that, OK, yes, I'm going through what I'm going through, but I'm going to love you, bro. God is going to honor that by taking care of you and your problems and your situation, your circumstances. But you got to believe that and you have to trust him. In order for that to happen yeah you know i want to say god is not the god of just all all your problems <laughs> he's the guy of the high and low so if you're doing good right now 
Um, and you're Praise not him. having a problem. Praise him. Praise him. You know what I'm saying? And let that be let that be an opportunity for you to grow in your love as well. So we we said a lot about dealing with our issues because we know we got issues, but we 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 have a God that is blessing us as well. So if you're in a high, um, praise him, give him all the glory, and um, be thankful for everything. And it's then, seasonal. It's it seasonal. Is. Yeah. It's seasonal, and it's his yeah. will. It's yeah. his will. Yeah. It's seasonal. You, you have seasons. God, I'm will. tired right now of all these, <laughs> yeah. all these, all these crises. Yeah. You, you don't get to call time out. It's on him. But, but if yeah. in that, in that, just know that we we serve a guy who is the God of who is God of the high, the guy of the low, and the guy to get in the, in getting through. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so let's let us not like be confused that this is only about crisis. God, thank you for all the things that you're doing that you that you have blessed me with. Mm-hmm. And and you allow for me to feel a peace and a joy, mm-hmm. and then God, when I'm in the when I'm in the throes, yes. we want to thank you and give you all the glory then as well. Well, Amen. we are the Men of Encouragement Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Q. Thank you, Brother Dixon, my my co-host, my my faithful brother with the word. We've had a great time. It's it's again 2024. Happy New Year. We love y'all. Make sure you come out. Come out, Portland. Come out, men of the Portland Metro, for our men's breakfast. We're going to have a good time on February 10th. It's um, it's a father-daughter breakfast. It's right before the Super Bowl. It's right before Valentine's Day. This is a great time. If your heart ain't right, come on Saturday. We're going to help you get your heart right. Amen? Amen. God bless y'all. Peace, you guys. Peace.